Hello and welcome to the Goodman Podcast, a father and son podcast where we talk about the things we enjoy and much more. I'm Andrew and I'm Seth. This is season one, episode seven, and today we're interviewing Daryl Darnell. Well, Seth, how are you today? Good. Good. Well, this is a very special episode today as we have our first international guest. And as you said in the intro, Seth, it's... It's Daryl Darnell. If you don't know who Daryl is, you soon will. But Daryl is one of my favourite podcasters. Did you know that, Seth? Already knew that. You already, <laughs> Seth already knows who Daryl is a wee bit because I talk about him a wee bit, don't I? Yeah. Not only is he a podcaster, but he also owns his own podcasting company that edits and launches new podcasts, among other things. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's really cool. Just to let you know, I first came across Daryl when he hosted the Fringe podcast. Now, Fringe was a sci-fi TV show that I loved. Have you ever heard of Fringe, Seth? Never. Never heard of it. It was a really, really fun TV show. And Daryl has lots of podcasts. Another one that I listen to is called the Stranger Things podcast. And he hosts that with his daughter. Seth, have you ever heard of Stranger Things? Never. Never. It's another sci-fi show currently on Netflix and it's it's really good fun. Maybe when you're a bit older, you'll get to watch those two shows. And my favourite podcast that he does is called... Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Now, you've heard of that, haven't you? Yeah. Why have you heard of that or how have you heard of that? Because you've listened to a few episodes? Yeah. Good. You enjoy listening to Daryl and the stories? Yeah. Stuff I Learned Yesterday is a podcast that aims to encourage, inspire and motivate and improve the lives of those who listen to it and contain some stories and lessons learned by Daryl. Stuff I Learned Yesterday and Daryl is a massive reason why we started this podcast. We're very excited to be interviewing him today and find out about his podcasting journey and maybe give us some tips. That would be good. But before the interview, we've got some news. Some news. Last week we said this would be the last episode of the season, but it's not. (laughs) That's right. We've got some listener feedback sent in to us. And as this episode is going to be a bit longer than normal, we're going to have a special feedback episode next week. So that's something to look forward to, Seth. Yeah. And if you would like to leave us audio feedback too, please go to anchor.fm forward slash the Goodman Podcast and you can leave us a voice message and you'll be playing next week's show and that would be brilliant. Or you can send us a message and we'll read that out too. You can find me at Twitter and Instagram under Creative Goodman. And if we can get any voice messages sent in on Anchor or any messages sent in by Sunday night, You'll be on the the podcast next week. Now let's go to the interview. Interview with Daryl Darnell. Welcome to the Goodman Podcast. Thanks so much for talking with us today. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. This is a treat. Daryl, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. In terms of podcasting, I discovered podcasting back in 2006. I, at the time, was the e-commerce director for a corporate chain of bookstores. Uh, I live right in the middle of the U.S. in Oklahoma. And uh, my wife and I were watching a show called Lost and really loved that show. And I was looking for other fans to engage with. And I was on online chat rooms and forums and somebody mentioned podcasts. So I decided to go to iTunes and see what I could find for podcasts on Lost. And 
I found quite a few and that really got me excited about podcasting. So um, that introduced me to J.J. Abrams, who was the creator of Lost and not nearly the household name then that he is now. And then when he started a, a show called Fringe in 2008, some friends of mine that said, hey, why don't uh, we start a podcast about Fringe? And I thought that was an excellent idea. It wasn't my idea. But I loved it, and we started the Fringe podcast because we're all about original names, you know, the Stranger Things podcast, you know, just the way it is. So that was in 2008, and I just fell in love with podcasting. And um, in 2013, I quit that corporate job so I could do podcasting stuff full time. And so now I I own a, a company called Pro Podcast Solutions that. Uh, does editing and and writes show notes and pu- uh, publishing and we just take care of kind of all the back end production work for other podcasters. So that's what I do. I just can't get rid of podcasting. It's in my blood now. Brilliant. So your job title is podcaster. Then, in a way, What would yeah. you, what would you phrase it as? Well, I mean, officially on my emails, I'm the president of Pro Podcast Solutions, but um, I'm just, yeah, I'm a podcaster. That's certainly (laughs) brilliant, brilliant. And uh, not to sound old, but growing up, there was no such thing as a podcaster job title when we were young. Isn't that right, Daryl? That's that's right. I mean, podcasting didn't even come around until the early 2000s. So, you know, it's uh, it's a relatively new thing and uh, it's exciting to see where it's come and who knows what the future will be for it. It's funny you say about Lost. I can't wait to watch Lost with Seth because Lost was my favorite TV show. I think it still is my favorite TV show. Like yourself, that was how I got into podcasts or how did I start listening to it. Jen Jack, if you came across yeah. them or know, know of them, uh, yeah. and, then, and then it went on, on from there. What do you love about podcasting? What is it that makes you love doing it? You know, originally, because I'm a sci-fi guy, I mean, I don't know if you can tell, right behind my shoulder here is one of those invaders from the Twilight Zone, original Twilight Zone series. I'll pull it up to the camera here so you can see this little invader. And so, you know, I I love sci-fi and uh, I'm not a huge TV watcher. I'm not one of those guys that is watching TV all the time or has a list of shows. I'm very selective and I have usually one to three shows that I'm watching at any given time. And what I loved about podcasting originally, what I still love about it now is the ability for it to connect people together. And, you know, when I had my corporate job, before I discovered podcasting, I would often listen to sports talk radio every day. And I think one of the things I liked about sports talk radio was the way that it was constantly a conversation uh, among fans of you know local sports and so people would call in and give their opinions and then the hosts would you know give their two cents and and all that stuff and it was always that interaction that community that was around this audio um, of radio and so podcasting is definitely the next iteration of that and so I've always loved that connection that you get when I called into a lost podcast way back in 2006 and I shared my thoughts and theories on that week's episode. And the host of that podcast played my feedback and then commented on it. It was 
it was like I was a kid in a candy store. It reminded me of when I was uh, a kid growing up in the 80s and you would call into the radio station and request a song and they played your song. And sometimes they had recorded you making that request and would say, here's, you know, Daryl and his request for, you know, whatever, you know, the final countdown. I remember calling in with that Europe song and th- those types of things, like because it's 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 that connection with people. And so podcasting is, is brilliant for that. And it's way to connect to people who have a a passion, whether it's about a TV show or it's about, you know, online marketing or course building or whatever your niche is, your hobby is that you're interested in your career, whatever it is, there's a podcast for it. And it's all around connecting with people. And so that's, that's what I love about it the most. How many podcast episodes have you edited? Oh, man. <laughs> we need an exact number here, Daryl. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a bunch. Now, there are two ways to look at this. There are the podcast episodes that I have myself edited, which are in the thousands. I mean, I've got over 580 episodes of stuff I learned yesterday, and that's just one of the podcasts that I've done. I guess there aren't 580 yet, but I've recorded and edited that many for that. You know, they haven't all published yet. But, you know, then there's my company, Pro Podcast Solutions, of which I've edited many of those episodes, but we also have a team. And so when I'm, when I own my website there where I say we've edited 16,000 podcast episodes, I didn't do all of those episodes. The team has done a bunch of those, but you know, I've had my hand in at least that many episodes. It's that number. I don't really update it that often. I mean, I don't, it's a little bit crazy. So, but yeah, many thousand episodes, several thousand episodes I've done over the years. Yeah. Once this is out of We'll be at number seven. So we're catching up. (laughs) Well, I remember being at number seven. I remember, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. And I had this Windows PC at the time, a laptop. And it was a pretty decent machine. And I started editing. And it took me all weekend to edit the episode. And I'm like, this is crazy. I need to get a Mac. I hear all these people doing editing on GarageBand and that's got to, it's got to be the software. So I, I did, I bought a, a MacBook. It was those, those white plastic ones they had back in the day that, that were kind of in those mid two thousands. And, um, you know what? I wasn't any faster <laughs> editing on a Mac than I was on a Windows machine. It turned out it was really this skill set. Then that comes over time. And it was, you know, now what I can do in about uh, two hours, it took me all weekend to do back in the day. So it's uh, it's just one of those skills that you have to get in there and do it and grind it and figure it out and get faster at it over time. But it's been a lot of episodes that have gotten me, you know, over the years through to where I'm at now. What's your favorite podcast you host or have hosted? (laughs) That's not a fair question. That is an unfair question because I host podcasts with both of my kids currently. Um, So I currently am hosting the Twilight Zone podcast called Entering the Fifth Dimension. My co-host is Robert on that one. Um, I have a podcast called Stuff I Learned Yesterday that you guys mentioned, and I just host that one by myself. I have a Disney podcast that I co-host with my son called Mouse House Weekly, and I have a podcast I do with my daughter 
called Stranger Things, the Stranger Things podcast, which is about Stranger Things. And so those are the ones that I've got going on. We kind of had a podcast about uh, a show called Debris. I don't think it, it ever aired where you guys are at. It was in France and Japan. I think those were the only places that picked it up outside of the U.S. And it was by the same showrunner from Fringe. And so we were super excited about that. Um, but it only got one season and then it got canceled. And so my, my co-host for that was Chris. And so those are the ones that I'm currently doing. They're still trying to get debris renewed. So we'll see if it happens or not. But then, of course, there's French with my co-host Clint. And Clinton, I had such great chemistry. It was a little lightning in a bottle. It was it was an amazing time. So probably would say Clint all of all time, just because of what we captured there. And we did that for five years together. And we went to... San Diego Comic Con several years and just had memories and, and things that happened through that that have just been unmatched. So I would have to give it the nod to, to Clint, but my podcasting with my kids is a treat in a very different way that I will cherish for the rest of my life and the, the experiences that we've had together through those. So they would, they would also be uh, at the top of the list. You said about your kids there, Daryl, was it their idea to say, Dad, I want to start a podcast on such and such? Or did you say, there's this new episode called Stranger Things Happening. Would one of you be interested in uh, recording with me? And uh, what do they think about about that? Or, or who, who generated that those podcasts? Yeah, they each came about a bit differently. So with Stranger Things, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. It showed up on Netflix. Nobody knew what it was. And the Golden Spiral Media Network started getting emails from listeners saying, you guys should start a podcast on this show. And we get that with some regularity where uh, someone's out there enjoying a show and they want us to cover it. And I didn't know anything about Stranger Things. And I threw it out to our hosts at the time and said, hey, we're getting a lot of requests for this if somebody wants to start a podcast on it. And nobody really had the time to do one. And so the whole first season of Stranger Things came and went. And I still hadn't even really watched it because like I said earlier, I'm, I don't watch a whole lot. I'm very selective and I just hadn't picked it up. And then my daughter came to me and this is probably in like March. I think it had premiered in the summer. And so the following spring, it had been out, you know, eight, eight or nine months. She came to me and she says, hey, dad, I want to start a podcast on Stranger Things. Can I put it on the Golden Spiral Media Network? And I said, yes, but... We have some very strict guidelines and standards that you're going to have to adhere to. And and I said, who do you want to start it with? And she said, I've got a friend I want to start it with. And I said, I got to be honest with you. I think that's a mistake because to do it right, which is the only way that we do things, it's, you know, I just start kind of going through and painting the picture of what it would be like. And I said, I don't think that you fully, even though you've, your entire life that you can remember, I've been podcasting, you've observed me doing it. I don't think you fully understand what you're getting yourself into. And I'm certain your friend doesn't. I said, how about you and I do the podcast together? <laughs> and she was like, Ugh, I'm not doing a podcast with my dad. That's so lame. I don't want to do that. And so we kind of, I said, well, why don't you think about it? And, and I said, you know, I'm not opposed to you and your friend doing it, but here are the things that you'll have to consider. And so she gave it some thought and, and eventually she's like, you know what? I think... I think I'd be up to doing it with you, you know, because who is going to edit it and who is going to organize it and, you know, all those technical things. It just takes so much work and time. And 
and I was not going to allow her to start a podcast and realize how much it, what work it was and then quit because that's not what we do. Again, we do things the right way on the Golden Spiral Media Network. And so, you know, she, I think she saw that I, there were some advantages to doing it with her, you know, lame dad. Well, it's good good chemistry. You, you bounce off very well with each other. You know, it's a it's an easy lesson. Oh, thank you. It's It's... You know, it's been it's still been a challenge to do it with her in terms of the dynamic uh, there. She uh, when we did a rewatch of the movies that inspired Stranger Things, she really didn't enjoy that at all. But but the one thing that that she has done from the beginning is she has committed to doing what we've said we we're going to do. And even now that this show has been off for a couple of years, she's committed to coming back and finishing the show. And. Uh, she's always been that way, and I, I give her full credit for that. And so she, we committed to doing those movies, and she hated it. She hated it. We got into several arguments. Just it's movie night. We have to record. You know, tomorrow we have to watch this movie. And there were times when we were arguing two minutes before hitting the record button, and then we have to turn wow. have to put that aside and now be professionals and you know try to have some chemistry and. It, it became a stress point for us, which is why we've we've taken this long season off and just said, we'll be back when the show comes back. We're not doing extra yeah. things. And so there's been that that challenge behind the scenes. And, and I've told a few people about that. But, you know, so we don't try to paint it as it's we're just this perfect dad and daughter that have all of our stuff figured out. You know, we we have uh, challenges just like every other family does. But I really love doing it with her. And uh, and she's had a lot of fun doing it as well. And, and so that's. That's how that one came about. The uh, the Mouse House came about because we were going to we were supposed to be going to Disney World. My my son's in high school, and he plays trumpet in the marching band. And we were taking a marching band trip to Disney World, and I was going as a chaperone. And then uh, honestly, we were four days away from leaving, and then COVID shut everything down, so we didn't get to take that trip. But I thought we should do a podcast on this. <laughs> so uh, we started the podcast a few months before just trying to cover all things Disney. And then we went, when we went, we would chronicle our trip and, but we're not massive Disney fans. Like I know massive Disney fans and I'm not one of those. And so we recruited some friends of ours who were, you know, annual pass holders and things like that to really come in. And so we rotate through every five weeks. We, we, uh, we talk about something Disney. Disney Plus has been helpful. We, we, we uh, certainly uh, pull content from there. Yeah, big time. Yeah, we love Disney Plus, don't we, Seth? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that one came about. And so uh, no one else in the family wanted to do it, just Colby. And I was like, sweet, we'll do one together. And so we've had a ton of fun. Uh, he's really into it quite a bit. And, and we've had a lot of fun doing that. And we just got back from a Disney trip. We finally got to take the trip like a year, year and a half later. And so um, that was been, that's been a lot of fun talking about that. How long does it take you to write and edit an episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday? Just before you answer that, Daryl, because I'll just, uh, Stuff I Learned Yesterday is one of my favorite podcasts, easily hands down, one of my favorite podcasts. And everyone listening, I'll, I'll share a wee link at the end, but uh, I would highly encourage everyone to listen to it because you're such a good storyteller and you, you explain the story so well. And I, I'm really invested in them. And then there's a message at the end of it. And it's normally, or it always is, it's a powerful message. And I get a lot out of the podcast. I really, I really, really do. So you don't just turn on the mic 
and say those things and then turn it off and the other, and the other it must take quite a while to just to plan those episodes and, and just just uh, maybe give us a bit of insight in, into that it's just nice to know for us because we have we have a few show notes and and work through them but uh yours is quite detailed uh and it comes across really really well well thank you for that that's an amazing compliment it, it it's one of my favorite things that i've ever done and it's i was telling a buddy of mine a few weeks ago about how long it takes me to create an episode and he was shocked by how long uh it's it's quite lengthy so you know it starts with the, an idea and for the current phase of stuff i learned yesterday where the entire season is a story of 10 episodes where each episode is a story you know within the the larger story so it started with trying to figure out what's the larger story going to be about and then how is that going to be broken into 10 episodes and that just starts with an outline what's the challenge and what are the lessons i learned through that challenge and that's kind of where i start was just kind of a rough outline of here's how the the 10 episodes are going to be broken down in terms of their their theme their challenge their lesson and then from there i just start writing um and, and a lot of times what I've noticed as I go through this is I need something to start. I don't, sometimes I'll, I'll get right into the story, but sometimes I need something to set the stage for the story. For example, there's a episode coming up in a two or three weeks from, from now that starts with the day that I bungee jumped when I was in high school. And so you've got the, the day I bungee jumped story that starts the this, this story. And then I, get into really the how it ties into the story as a whole that you know the the season as a whole that's that piece of the story and then i try to wrap into the bungee jump thing in this case the, that opening story i try to try to bring it around so there's a lot of thought that goes into that and i type it all out i just start typing as if i were talking and that takes me a, a few hours to do that whole process and then once i uh, and then once I write it, then I go through and I, I read it. Um, so if I'm home alone, I'll read it aloud. If I'm not, then I'll kind of <laughs> read it just under my breath because I want to make sure it's in my my voice, that my, my speaking voice and not just because sometimes you type things like that's not how I would actually say that. So I'll rewrite it and work it a little bit and then I'll record it. That doesn't usually take me very long, maybe, you know, 20, 30 minutes to record an episode and then another 20, 30 minutes, probably 30 minutes to 45 minutes to, to edit an episode. And then I have to uh, publish it. I have to create the artwork. And so the whole work that goes into an episode is probably six to eight hours from, from start to finish for an episode. Six to eight hours per episode. For an episode that's like 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, we're, we're, ours are normally around 13 to 17. And <laughs> It's it's not that long, but it's not as detailed as as, as that. And yeah. uh, a lot, I think that's one of the thing when you start a podcast, you don't realize just how long it takes, even just to prepare before you hit the record yeah, button. That's right. Whatever research you're doing, it takes a while to get everything together. Uh, it's well worth it. It's well worth it, Daryl, for 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 me as a listener, and I'm sure for for many others. So that's that's a great insight. What do you think of that, Seth? Good. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> What's been your favorite moment in podcasting? It can be a memory, it can maybe be a guest you've had on, just just a moment that makes you think to do with podcasting was just just a wow moment. Yeah, there are two things that come to mind. Um, I'll start with my favorite moment uh, that I've, like the 
person I've interviewed, and that was a few years ago. So I live in Oklahoma City, right in the middle of the U.S., and we had a Comic-Con come to Oklahoma City a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago now. And John Noble, who was one of the main actors on Fringe, was in town for that. And so it was unfortunately not a very well attended con. And a lot of the celebrities that were anticipating having lines of people getting autographs and photos were just, you know, because the way a con works for those who haven't been to one, uh, there's usually a panel where the celebrity is there answering questions and talking and so forth. And then there's time the rest of the weekend where they're, interacting with fans by signing autographs and, and photos. And they get uh, some money, off, obviously, for those photos and, and autographs. And the you, you would go into the photo line and uh, the room where they had all that, and there was just nobody there, and the celebrities were just sitting there. It was really... I hated it for my city because I wanted more of these to come, and this was like, this is never going to happen again. And... The good side of it was we we had a booth there, uh, Golden Spiral Media did, and we had a full podcast and we were doing a, a fundraiser that weekend. We were live streaming and raising money for uh, MS to try to, to raise money for that, uh, to get rid of that disease. And so we were doing a fundraiser. And so we just kind of went over to the celebrities and we're like, would you like to come chat with us? We'll do, you know, we're doing a live stream. It's a fundraiser. And, and Many of them said yes, and John Noble was one of those. So he came over to the booth, and we got to chat with him for uh, several minutes. And just getting to talk with him about Fringe and some of the other projects he was doing was a real, real treat. That That's a, a highlight. That's, that's really cool. And he seems like such a, I've watched interviews of him, he seems like such a genuinely great guy. Yes. He, he is genuine. Everyone, most everyone that we spoke with, there was a couple that we had, some odd, odd encounters with, but most everyone that we chatted with that weekend were super nice. And he was um, among the the most gracious and very friendly. And um, I couldn't have had, you know, cause sometimes they say, you know, you don't meet your heroes or whatever. And that was not the case there. He was, he was amazing. Yeah. The other story that comes to mind is again with fringe, we had such a great community with that and we had people calling in every week and we would do live shows. Uh, you know, we would stream our, our recordings live. We would have a chat room while the show was airing on TV. And so we had a lot of interaction, live interaction with, with listeners. And then when the show ended, we had a party here in Oklahoma city where we watched the show together and uh, we had about 50 people from out the across the U.S. come and, and join us and watch that together. And it was, a, it was a great time. With the story of Fringe, there was a storyline in the final season that involved a child having died. And uh, because there's time travel involved in the show, spoiler alert, that child was able, there, there was a way where the parents of that child were able to have a relationship with her again through a, through a time travel type of situation. And we, we, we had one of our regular listeners, Linda, who, you know, we didn't know her full story. Uh, I don't know at what point I understood that she had lost a child, but she, she shared later that as she's watching this season and thinking, these guys are going to get their kid back. And she was just not at all appreciating that storyline because she could tell you firsthand, you don't get your kid back when, when they 
pass away. That's not the way real the real world works. So she was really struggling with that. What happened is the, the way that the show tied tied it in, made made it work, actually allowed her to come to a place of healing that she didn't think that she was ever going to have. And that's we don't take credit for that. The podcast doesn't take credit for that, except for the fact that we were a vehicle that allowed her to have that community that we talked about earlier, interact with people and express those things that were going on in her life. And, um, but all the credit goes to the show, the fringe and the writers who made that storyline possible and did it in a way that could take and reach someone who's in that deep grieving process of having lost a child to a place where they're still grieving and they've still lost their child, but now they're in a place they found healing that they didn't think that they were going to have. And so she wrote us in a piece of feedback that was just powerful. And, um, and then with her permission, we passed it on to the showrunner who'd written the episode. And so, so it was just a really, really cool experience that we, we got to have um, through the podcast. Linda came to our finale party and we got to meet her in person. And then I've been to, she lives in the Atlanta area. I've been there two or three times and, you know, always uh, interact with her when I get to. So, you know, it's what started out as just this person living in Atlanta that I've never met is now someone that I consider a dear friend. And, uh, and that's all through, you know, the power of podcasting. So those are the two things that are kind of the top of the list for me. Yeah. Many relationships. I'm sure you've built up through podcasting with just the amount of episodes you've edited the amount of people you've come in contact with. I'm sure it's opened up so many, so many doors, but also so many new relationships for you. Totally. Even for us, we didn't think a few weeks ago we'd be speaking to yourself in Oklahoma. What time is it there, Daryl, with you? Uh, it's about one o'clock in the afternoon. One in the afternoon, it's seven o'clock nearly with us. Isn't that unbelievable, Seth, to think of that? <laughs> yeah. What's your favourite podcast you listen to? Oh, I, you know what, this is a, this is a weird question for me. I get it pretty often and I don't, I don't ever have a good answer for it. When I had my day job before I quit the bookstore, you know, I had a 35 to 40 minute commute every day. And so I would listen to podcasts like Stuff You Should Know and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and uh, I listened to a daily audio Bible podcast. I still listen to that one. Mac OS Ken was a podcast I would listen to every day. But then I quit that job and I got rid of my commute and I work from home. So my commute is really to the coffee pot and back. And so I don't have that. And then I'm editing podcasts for other people for a living. And so my podcast listening dynamic changed completely once I started doing this for other people. And so my answer to this question is, um, is the, the good man podcast. <laughs> it's my new favorite. Uh, <laughs> good answer. Good answer. But, uh, Ben Franklin's world is a history podcast that is a longtime client of ours. And I edit that one and I always enjoy that podcast and genuinely love it. And, uh, and Liz Covart is the, uh, the um, host of that creator of that podcast. And so that's my favorite. Um, but those are some of my other, those others I mentioned were my favorites when I had my commute. Brilliant. We'll have to check them out. And last question, any advice for us as a father and son podcasting duo or just any advice for us in podcasting in general? Yeah. I mean, you guys are seven episodes in, you said, so you're understanding the the level of work that goes into it. A lot of people don't. That's why I cautioned my daughter that I told you that story earlier. 
you know, they think that you just record and, and hit publish. And some people do. That's just not how I roll. And, you know, so it's a lot of work. So just, you know, there's going to be days where there, it's a grind and you don't want to do it. Um, but in the end, it, it usually pays off. You know, I, I talked about the dynamic between my daughter and I. And so there might be days where you guys have that struggle to be on the same page or, you know, who knows, the stresses of life uh, are, are adding up. Or maybe there's something you'd rather be doing than podcasting. And, and those are just, you know, know that those are normal. And, um, you know, as a dad, I can just say that my daughter and I, even when we've had those arguments and hit the record button and tried to push all that aside so listeners couldn't tell that we were arguing, those things seem so big at the time, but they're, you look back on them even a few weeks later and you're like, what was that all about? You know? And so, um, these memories that you guys are creating together are priceless. When my kids were younger, like your son is, they asked me to start a podcast and I, I don't know. I don't remember why. I don't remember the reason I told them no. And I wish I had done it sooner. And so um, good for you for, for saying yes. And eventually I did when my kids were, you know, like 14 and 16, I think, or 15 is when we started. So I commend you for starting younger. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of great memories that are going to be part of the rest of your lives because of of this. So it's it's not always going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. And we think so too, don't we, Seth? Yeah. Where can our listeners find you online? I'm pretty easy to find. My podcast network, where Stranger Things and Twilight Zone and Mouse House Weekly and all that stuff, those are over at goldenspiralmedia.com. That's where stuff I learned yesterday can be found, goldenspiralmedia.com. And then my company that I do editing for other people, that's propodcastsolutions.com. And that's where you can find me on Twitter. I'm not super active on Twitter. I get on there every once in a while, maybe every couple of weeks. But on Twitter, I am Mardarrell, M-A-R-D-A-R-R-E-L-L. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day to speak to us. And uh, who knows, if you're ever in Ireland, feel free to call in and we'll maybe do a live podcast together. What about that, Daryl? I would love that. Uh, Andrew and Seth, it's been just a super treat for me to uh, chat with you guys. Um, I've mentioned before how much I just love Ireland and the, the the Irish accent is like my my favorite accent in all the world. So getting to listen to you guys ask me questions for the, the last however long has just been a, a little side bonus for me. So thank you for having me. Daryl, thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was brilliant, Seth, wasn't it? Yes. What was really cool is we could see Daryl too, couldn't we, Seth? Yeah. So while we were interviewing, we were having a bit of a chat. And before the interview and after the interview, we got a chance to speak to him. And he's a really nice guy. Yeah. Originally, I got in touch with Daryl just to say, Daryl, could you send us five audio files of five questions? And we'll, we were hoping to put, in, put it into last week's episode. And he came back and said, I would love to meet up and maybe do an interview with you if you want it. And we were like, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It was really exciting. We were really looking forward to that. So, Daryl, thank you very much for that again. And uh, please check out uh, any of Daryl's podcasts and particularly Stuff I Learned Yesterday would be the one we would recommend, wouldn't we? Yeah. Remember to send us feedback in anchor.fam slash the Goodman podcast by Sunday. And that's us. Until next week. 
which will be the season one finale. Definitely the season one finale. We said that last week, but next week definitely will be one of the Seth. Yeah. So my name's Andrew. And I'm Seth. And we'll see you next time on the Goodman Podcast. Bye. Bye.